Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yeah. Majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Very rare. You can call this the new of cheapy Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Oh, I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, Shout out to that guy, Greg. I like the delicious chicken. And also from Los Angeles, 35 under 35 Dipperston. M- 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 I think you know people in this town. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. I'm joining you from a frigid New York City, your forever 24-7 champion as the one-year anniversary rapidly approaches of that glorious day, Peter Rosenberg. And joining me from the city of Brotherly Shove, where Monday Night Raw was held just days ago and in which the city itself was referenced maybe a thousand times during the course of the show, we have Stack Guy Greg. And and it's equally frigid here, and, and boy, do I have to say, I, I miss the comforts of Los Angeles, and and the the the, the crisp, refreshing Lacroix at Dipperstein Towers. Oh, La, Dipper, no, Dipper Lago. Lago, excuse me, yeah, Dipper please. Lago. Please, it's it's. Well, yeah, speaking I mean, of speaking of which, of Los Angeles, joining us from Dipper Lago, thirty five under thirty five, Dipperstein. Hmm, feeling good this week. Well, after the, after the Lacroix, uh, Lacroix challenge, I found more uh, watermelon. I found more. Uh, found, I found more pastic. Uh, <laughs> for the record, so I, I am gonna I'm gonna release at least a clip. I'll send it to you, Troy. A clip of the video. Or that guy? Did you, did you share it with uh, Troy? I can. I can share. Yeah, it with yeah. share it with Troy. So Troy could post a clip on social media. Uh, it is like an eight minute sip by sip breakdown of every LaCroix flavor 
available at, at Dipperlago. And I don't know how it became that because all I said was that LaCroix is inherently disappointing. And it became the LaCroix challenge. And then that guy, Greg, said he never had it. Dip said, all right, we need to taste LaCroix. And then they literally, how many different flavors was it? Eight? It was like eight. And, yeah, and eight. they were all available to you at, at DRL. And 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 did you? How much did you enjoy uh, Lacroix, Stacker? So I do have to say the the flavors are as advertised. They come through quite well, mm. um, but it has to be chilled past a certain temperature. If it's if it's too warm, it'll feel flat. You don't get the the right effervescence. It's not as mm, refreshing yeah. as it could be. But if you if it's chilled to a perfect temperature and you get the right flavor in your hand, which for me was the cherry lime. LaCroix is a mage, mage, mage refreshing drink, but you got to chill it. It has to be perfectly chilled. So you yeah. would buy, you would buy black cherries. Is that what you said it was? Um, cherry the, lime. Cherry lime. lime. You, you would buy but that hey, for the if house. They, if they have a black cherry, I would also buy a black cherry LaCroix. I would. Black cherry, I feel like is a very um, heavily used flavor in the um, alcoholic seltzer community. It is. But not is. in the non-alcoholic mm. seltzer community. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. God, I wish I'd invented the the alcoholic seltzer. I mean, it's always just like, hey, we'll take a seltzer and we'll put alcohol in it. And I'll we're tell you what a lot of money. Should, I'll tell you what we should do. We should we should figure out a way to grow black cherries, even though they don't really exist. That would be mage. That, <laughs> that would be mage. Be mage. Yeah, I'd uh, like to be able to figure out how to grow cherry limes as well. Did, SGG, did you? This is this is very random. Did you happen to see me post this on social media yesterday? I, I looked on. I hate everything about social media, and um, <laughs> I did see what you're about to it, say. It, it ruins my life. But I did. I did. I click on trends, and I'm like, I, you can't dip. You would hate Twitter so much. It's so good. You're not on it. It'll say something's trending because they're all the trends are like geared towards you. So like every day, Hulk Hogan's trending every day. Every day, this one's trending for me. So I clicked on Stone Cold yesterday, never figured out why he was trending, but in looking, found this content that I'd never seen before. And a lot of people hit me up and said, how have you not seen this? And a lot of people said, oh my, it. oh my God, I've never seen it. Thank you for sharing. You had never seen it. I had never seen it. it All right, here we go. Dip. I'm going to give you a taste of Stone Cold E.T. It's it's a guy in an ET mask pulling up to a drive through. <laughs> this this goes <laughs> this is a drunken man this man, How do you that's the second one. That was the second one. The first one's a little <laughs> bit more to the point. I, I was flabbergasted that I'd never seen Stone Cold E.T. before. 
Uh, I mean, it's clear it was just a man who was very drunk. Here's the first one, Dip. This one's a little, this one's a little uh, more to the point. Uh, I should have played this one first. Here you go. This is, um, this is really the essence, I think. Almost effervescence, if you will. I was just going to say that. Love. Wow. Yeah. Of Stone Cold E.T. This is the one you got to say. It's it's a guy in an ET mask pulling up to a drive through. <laughs> this this goes this is a drunken man this man how do you get to how can you tell the difference between that and stole cold so I uh, somehow was fortunate enough to find that and now share it with you. Wow. That was special. Wonderful. I, I just I just love the idea that this is a guy who obviously always did a good stone cold impression. One day he was drunk and put a mask on and started to do it. And his friends were like, it's funny when you're E.T. and you do stone cold. And they're like, let's make a video. And guess what? I'm delighted by it. Um, also, Dip, you asked me before we started what episode of The Sopranos I'm on. Yeah, I want to know. I want to talk about it real quick. Yesterday AKA, was AKA Sopranos, the the uh, the, the, the dynamite. dynamite. You want to call it the dynamite, dynamite. the dynamite of of uh, HBO. Yes. Um, I last night was a special, special night. Last night, we got to already Ralphie's last episode. Oh, mm. OK. I, I it could be it's right. It's a top. I think it's a top five episode. Yeah, Ral- Ralphie's episode. The the range of emotions that he gives you as a character from at the beginning, he's he's pranking Polly's mother at the old age home. And it's the meanest thing ever. The meanest but thing it, of all time. But it's funny. But it's the meanest thing ever. Right. You thought it was funny. You're I mean, it's prank. hard. You're as it's sick hard. As to wa- no, no, I couldn't laugh. I couldn't laugh at it because it's hard to watch. But when you repeat it, like when I repeat it to you, you will think it's funny. You realize that he says to her, he says, yeah, they, they have to remove a rodent from his rectum, um, but we that we can't pay for it. So you have to pay for it. And and Paulie's mom goes, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's terrible, but it is funny. And then he's so mean and disgusting. Ten minutes episode time later. He's in the hospital with his son on his deathbed. I forgot. About and Ralphie angle. Ralphie yeah. legitimately the way he's acting about his son legitimately made me tear up. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I? How is he such a good actor that he's the most hateable character on the show? And I'm I'm crying for him because his kid's dying. He won the Emmy. that. And year. then and then 10 minutes later or 15 minutes later. He's basically admitting that he torched Pio Mai. 
and is it's he just runs the entire gambit in that one episode. It was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the great lines. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Ralphie's one of my all-time favorite TV characters, and uh, who was the wrestling equivalent of, of Ralphie? Well, two things. One, I believe in that episode alone, he truly wrapped up the Emmy that he won. He won the primetime Emmy Best Supporting Actor in a Correct. drama. It, it it was that episode. Although you yeah. know what's you know what I, if I had Joey Pants uh, on on uh, like Juan Epa's life one day, which I would love to get. In fact, I tried to DM him yesterday. Um, I would love to ask Joey Pants this. Joey Pantaleone, who plays Ralphie, he is such a high level actor. Yeah. And it's it's a unique show because the show is mixed with super high level actors, amateurs who became great actors, and then people who are just not good. <laughs> They're all mixed together. They're like they all share screen time. And I just wonder, like for Joey Pants, how he showed it, it just must be such a different ball game because he's clearly a really seriously trained actor. Oh, my God. Of a crazy level. Mm-hmm. And then and then you're dealing with Pauly, who's like basically himself, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right. Silv- Silvio, who who managed to turn into a pretty good actor, but he's a musician turned actor. You know, like yep. it's just a bizarre mix of everyone. Who's the wrestling equivalent of Ralphie? I mean, so somebody that comes in from another territory. No. And then he's he, he never came in from another territory. Yeah, because he didn't really. He was he was essentially if you believe, if you follow the story back kayfabe, he was always there. So when he, he just, get hot, when they when they when they bump him up to the main great. event. Well, he Four, well, what happened three. what ha- what happened was he became a captain. You know, when everything shifted when he, he was he was um under What's his face who died on the toilet? Oh, okay. Gigi. Yeah, yeah. Gigi Sestone. Right? Gigi, Gigi Sestone. Yeah. If Gigi. you remember, how, how do you even know his name, Dip? That requires research. No, no, no. But that it goes beyond that. You could not just watch The Sopranos and remember the name Gigi, Gigi Sestone. They didn't say oh. it. I'm watching it right now. If his name got said, it was once on the show. That required work. That's like actual research that happened afterwards. I didn't do. Re- I mean, I, I, and I know The Sopranos pretty well. But I, I'm telling you right now, I'm watching for the third time that if they said his name, it was once. OK, maybe they gave him a, maybe maybe they've referred to him a different way. Like how you would have that committed to memory is unbelievable. I have one how of many times do you think of our time? How many times do you think you've watched it through? I've watched the entire series through twice, but I do deep dives on like the family tree and stuff and like really have gotten in like I've. It, years ago, even like I was very obsessed with who died and when and who they were. And so that's, what, know, I'm, that's what I'm saying. sort of, you know, when, when you watch the show, I was very young in 2006, you know, I was in high school, you know, and, and the show had been on since 2000. I was 13. So like. Or no, 2006, I was in college, but like it, you, it started 99, just 23 years this week. Right. So at the time, like you, I didn't quite realize like what the makeup of the, the 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 tree of the mafia was in the Sopranos family. Like I didn't really understand. Like, I mean, the mafia doesn't exist. Things. These are all business. Like, no, I just didn't realize like who worked for who the way like the New York crew point. and this crew. I didn't realize like 
who the captive soldiers were and the associates. And I, I didn't really like get that as much as I should have. And now no, rewatching no, it. No, no, should have. It's it's very hard to it takes time to follow it. Honestly, it takes multiple times to really notice. But uh, not to interrupt. Dip is GG is the yeah is the guy. Dip is correct. Yeah, that yeah. comes from looking at a family tree. I'm telling you, if they said his name, it was one time. He, by the way, yeah. he popped up sort of out of nowhere. He like he was barely on the show, and then he popped up on the show, and then he was gone from the show. Well, the the family was so much bigger at the beginning of the show. There was different. There was some. There was a, several different crews. Including Tony. well, like, but but for example, for example, Vito has a very slow arc on the show. Yeah, you've Vito pops up as early as I think maybe early season two. You see Vito mm-hmm. like he's there, and then his character gets bigger as it goes on. Yeah, guys like Gigi, they're there and then they're gone. Like you know, some of them build over time, and and some they killed don't. him off pretty early. He seemed like a great guy. He, yeah, a family man, a real family man. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, he was he the same dude? Was he the same dude who has the scene where he's fighting with his wife in the kitchen? About about like, I, I'm going to make I, I'm going to he's the one who like. Um, is hoping Tony's going to die. No, that's someone else. That's no, another that's, dude. Um, that's the guy who was under junior. That's Eugene. Eugene. Wow. But that's really? later in the series when he's trying to that's that's he when he hangs himself and he's trying to buy the house in Florida or wherever it was. And, you know, and they won't let him leave. They won't let him go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But they've but they've already tapped into it uh, last season in like three. Yeah. They started showing him and then they come back. And then you, you discover, as you know, that he's, he's an informant as well. It's not he's not a guru. Every, everyone's an informant, by the way. Every there's a people are informing and informing yeah they're informing <laughs> up a storm you know and by the way SGG, you know it's a real i was gonna tell ebro this today i just didn't feel like getting in the argument with him like one of the most annoying things about ebro is to like say he, he, he if the sopranos comes up he'll always give it this like eh, i don't really want to watch it because basically you know mobsters are racist yeah and i'm like but i'm like but dude they th- then you shouldn't watch the other things you've watched where them being racist is just not even mentioned. It's such an integral part of the show. It's like this time around, I'm realizing how far ahead they were in terms of tapping into progressive issues. They they were really on it early. Because his family was not rocking with it, the way he was treating um, (laughs) Meadow's boyfriend. Noah? Well, yeah. Carmela's fine with it. Carmela just turns a blind eye. She turned a blind eye to everything. She she turned a blind eye. She was fine with the racism. No, no, that's what I mean. She was fine with the yeah. racism. Yeah, oh yeah. She's she she didn't want to be as aggressive or heavy handed as as Tony, but she turned a blind eye. She was Carmela's a comp- with the relationship. Carmela's a very com- Carmela is when it's all said and done. Tr- it, truth be told, I know this may not be popular in the, the sexist society we live. She's the character. The the in terms of like the the most real feeling, authentic emotions. And a character with like layers of an actual human being. I don't know if there's a better character than Carmela Soprano. I I mean, yeah. She's she bed bath and with beyond. The, with the painter in the house? Holy yeah. yeah. So crazy. Anyways, that's our Soprano update. Um, we'll we'll see where we are next week. Um, Gigi Sestone still won't be with us next week, unfortunately. No, like Gigi eight. Sestone. But he got a shout out on this show. So that's, that's always good news. SGG, what happened outside the ring this week? 
So there were two big stories that I want to touch on. The first was sent to us by Ange Gold. He dropped it in the group chat. And um, courtesy of therap.com, ML, MLW is suing WWE uh, for antitrust violations. Um, MLW is alleging that they had a deal with 2B TV, which is a subsidiary of Fox. It's owned by Fox. It's a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And that WWE threatened Fox and caused uh, Tubi to pull their deal with MLW. And then, following that, WWE um, allegedly exerted some influence over Vice to cause them to scale back uh, their business deals with MLW um, considerably. I know MLW has a TV show on on Vice right now, but it was supposed to be uh, much more than that. And um, according to this lawsuit, WWE used their influence to cause Vice to scale back, and uh, these two actions caused MLW substantial losses, and they are they are fighting back. They are suing WWE. Mm. Dipperstein, this is uh, news that surprised me. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> it's just so hard for me to picture, I guess, WWE caring about MLW if there's merit to this story. It just seems, and didn't they play ball together? Hadn't they been friendly with MLW previously? I, I'm not sure. I thought they had. I thought, I thought but I'm they, not. I'm not sure, honestly. All right. I know well, WWE was involved with Evolve, and um, they played ball with them, and it seemed like they they weren't actively trying to, you know. I mean, and as we'll, as we'll interfere. and as we'll get to shortly, they're down to play ball with Impact, apparently. So. Yeah, I don't know. What else, SGG? And also, it was announced, uh, Mark Henry did an interview with a local radio station in Jacksonville and revealed that AEW has is putting the finishing touches on a rap album that's going to be due out in February, just in time for Black History Month. Mm. 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 They've, they've reached out to apparently, you know, some... Uh, some emerging artists who also have interest in wrestling and they put it together and, and it's going to be out in February. I know Mega Ran is on that album. Oh, who, to Mega I Ran. actually, yeah, I do enjoy Mega Ran. You know, Basketball Diaries is a really, really fun album to listen to. So that to me automatically gives it some credibility. Was, um, was the internet dragging this whole thing? Yes. The, as you can imagine, the optics on this one, it just didn't look, it didn't look great because Obviously, as you know, to put out an album just in terms of like production and coordinating with everybody all over the place, this takes this takes time. So this is something that obviously was in works for months and months and months. But people still have the Tony Khan, Big Swole, uh, debacle, I'm willing to call it, on their mind. And so the optics of them now putting out a rap album and openly saying that this is for Black History Month. You know, when Black Music Month is in June and would have given them a comfortable amount of distance between the, the two incidents, it just it didn't look it didn't look great. Um, I only saw you comment on it. I, I and then did I see a trending? I'm trying to remember if I saw something trending about it. Like it, so it didn't really make it to my radar. I kind of had to like ask what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, it, it could be something worth making fun of but like I, but the thing is people now 
And again, this I I I I blame Tony Khan for this somewhat. People now are going to be quick to jump everything. This to me is really a nothing story. I mean, it could turn out to be good. It could turn out to be terrible. It could be that the Black History Month part of it is totally happenstance. They were just like, oh, we'll drop in Black History. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they were already yeah. just doing a mixtape. And the bottom line is, if somehow it turns out to be good, people will like it. And if it turns out to be trash, it's going to get dragged. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said, though, Tony, Khan, the optics of it, though, with Tony Khan's and the big swell thing is what makes it easy, like an easy target. Spoiler alert. It's going it to just, be trash. <laughs> what are we even talking about right now? No, Maybe. I, I mean, possibly. But, but, but you don't know Ran, that. Ran is nice, though. Ran is nice. So, and I they, mean, by the way, they could have they could have West Side Gun and Conway on it. They could do they, a lot of things. For that, well, they, I'm down they, with for sure. They, they could have smoked this like on it. Ah, big. They released a list of uh, some of the Loves people who are going to be on it. And uh, all right, who's on the list? West Side Gun, West Side Gun, and the only two names that I recognized from the list were Mega Ran and Josiah Williams, who was the Wrestle Flow kid. He was he got hot a few years ago, and then WWE hired him. He did some music stuff with them. He helped um, Sasha oh, Banks yeah. out with her entrance music, and he, mm-hmm. he walked Adam Cole to the ring for a takeover. So they have those two credible artists on it and then i didn't recognize anybody else on the list so no smoke dizza as yet no west side gun as of yet um they could get the call they could get something in and out in time but right now um they are not well um mixtapes aside it was an exciting week of professional wrestling guys uh this i'll just out of the gate i have to say um Last week's episode of Dynamite was a tremendous episode of free TV. It was a two-hour extravaganza that really made you care about a lot of things going on for AEW. Um, we had the sequel to Daniel Bryan and Hangman, which was a bloody awesome mess. Um Another MJF CM Punk promo, which I think they're I think they're getting better. I do think they're getting better. Punk is actually now starting to like say some things, not just sort of rely on the crowd. I, I care about that story. Um, the, of course, we ended up getting uh, the big title change with Jade Cargill winning the TBS championship, um, which was a pretty cool moment. So I, I don't know, man. I think it was a really, really, really strong week for Dynamite, beginning to end. Jurassic yeah, Express. And I'm glad you didn't oh. mention it. Oh, yeah. Jurassic yeah. Express wins the tag title. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm glad you didn't mention um, anything that I didn't actually see from the sh- from the show. Because I did watch the MJF CM Punk promo. I watched the both those matches you mentioned. I only saw a clip from the Jurassic Express um, title win, which is obviously the clip that everybody was talking about. After the match, the the choke slam on the I believe it was a table spot outside the ring. The Phoenix the, yeah, the, the, the most insane table spot this week was the Canadian destroyer with Sammy Guevara and Goldust. Oh yeah, and Sammy Guevara. And this was Goldust. on Saturday, the actual Battle of the Belts. So yeah, can we call this Championship Week for AEW? I know they branded Saturday's event as Battle of the Belts, but I mean, all the titles were on the line across both shows. They they really should have done that. They should have labeled it Championship Week. I mean, well, and what was well? I, I when did Battle of the Belts come up as a thing? Was it just a few weeks ago? Like they're they're very yeah. into just throwing on shows on TNT and calling it something. Yeah, I'm I mean they couldn't it. call it Clash of the Champions. 
it, or anything it, close to. But it's Clash of the Champions of Jays. Clash of the Champions of yeah. Jays. Yeah, it was. It was. My only, my only request would be when they do these little shows that they make them at least 90 minutes. I agree. One hour. An hour it's like three an, matches. It's, it's An hour feels very short. 90 minutes limited commercials or 90 minutes commercial free? No, I'm just not. It was this. Or would you be happy with the same amount of commercials, just 90 minutes? Yeah, because this was 60 minutes with commercials. So I'll, can I get 90 minutes with commercials? I'll just give me an okay. SNL episode. That's all I'm that's asking for. not much for. to ask. Yeah, that's not a lot. But I, that's but it is, it is a cool, it is, it is cool and it does feel meaningful. Um, also, I believe AEW was over, I think Dynamite was over a million last week. Um, did a big number for them. So really, really strong week for, uh, Dynamite. When is the um when are we getting MJF and CM Punk? Yep. No clue. I mean, people can guess, but he MJF kicked the can down a little bit further and we get we're getting CM Punk versus Wardlow. I think he said tonight. That's oh, that is that is as we record this, that is tonight. Um Yeah, I mean I, I wanted to just comment on the Pillman Malachi Black stuff. Okay, the one thing I don't remember seeing. Go ahead. I'm it just take, saying, like I think I think Pillman. My 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 thoughts on on Brian Pillman Jr. is that he's a massive star, but just needs a lot of mic work and needs some media training. But once he's like able to cut a promo that seems genuine and not like a little rehearsed and nervous, I think Brian Pillman Jr. is a future world world champion. And I think that it's sort of wrong to have him against Malachi Black. Um, maybe that's the reason they have him with Malachi Black because Malachi Black is such a big character and is so interesting that um, it's sort of you know they're letting him overshadow sort of an amateur hour Brian Pillman, but I see a lot of potential in Brian Pillman Jr. There's something oh. going on. I think what they should do with Brian Pillman Jr. is lean into when the time is right, having him become sort of a little unhinged and a little crazy and do some crazy controversial things and sort of have him emulate his father and become and, and transform into his father. A little loose cannon Jr. Yeah. yeah. So is there a space for that with with uh, Moxley on the roster? Moxley versus there, Pillman. Would there be some redundancy? They're both unhinged. The battle it's of like the unhinged versus face pain, except you know it's lunatic versus lunatic. I listen. I, I I would. I hear what you're saying. There's something going on, and I I love Pillman Jr. And, and think he could be a star too, but he needs a lot of work on the big thing. I mean, yeah, the does. mic is the mic is the thing. So like, yeah. Honestly, and you I mean, know he's not going to get an AW media training. Well, they well I, a lot of them don't need it because they're good and they let them do what they want. And they don't say <laughs> three weeks ago, you told me that you could beat me at the Royal Rumble. But I don't think that's true. That's my but, impression uh, of a scripted WWE promo. But uh, we understood that was a it was a fair, <laughs> a fair impression. Um, three, no, no, this is how you do it. You go three weeks ago on Raw. What you did to me was utterly disrespectful. Show clip. If it was Joe Biden, he would go show clip. Then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and and then I two would, weeks I'm ago, three-time intercontinental champion. Well, no, you have to you have to work your way up. You have, you have to work your way up from <laughs> three weeks ago to then, and then two weeks ago, when I saw this happen, I was really upset. Roll clip. And then last week, <laughs> if you have missed all three weeks, including the recaps that aired the last two weeks, I'll fill you in on all three. And furthermore, yes, you're right. I am a multi-time champion. <laughs> And I care deeply about that championship title. Every other person on the roster has won just the amount. Of, uh, everyone's won the title in, in different eras. And <laughs> we all won the title. But I've won the title three times. 
But I will say, I will say, while while I'll join you in making fun of WWE promos, I will. I'll also, I'll also, I'll also poke at you for like. I got to tell you, I, I don't know, and I I admit, don't get angry, people. I admit, I'm not watching enough. I don't know that I would describe Malachi Black as so interesting. I don't know that I agree. I, I think I overstated that a little bit. I think he needs some more. <laughs> okay. The entrance and the, the entrance and yeah, like. Don't let him fold you up that easy. No, I respect yeah, the, the rebuttal there. See, <laughs> SGG, you could learn something. That. You're allowed to just go, my bad. I overstated it. He SGG disagrees. would have done a, a full somersault. You. He appears in you. He has, he has his feelings about no, it. No, he, he knows. Like, he so knows. Interesting. I, I, I don't know if I said this on the show last week or the week before. I believe but. that Dip thought that he was super interesting. I don't. Maybe maybe you know something about Dip that you knew that Dip I don't was, think he knows better than was selling a super. false bill of goods. He's, to, to our he just loves but I him. Bought it. He just loves him. He's always loved him. Like there's something Dip, about him. It. He's just into as a wrestler. But I that doesn't mean he's super interesting. And then you followed it up by being he like, Brian Pillman Jr. is a super, a future superstar. If he could just learn to talk. Well, I mean, that, other that, than that, that Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? <laughs> I feel very bullied right now. Are you using other? Are you using that often or no? Uh, using what? Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? I've never used it once. I know it. I've never used it though. You should. You should. I think you should absolutely be using it. It's such a great. It really does just sum up everything that needs to be said. I, I find it to be a personal <laughs> attack. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? It is. It is. It's. It's very it's much like. Okay. It's a little mean. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Speaking of mean things to say, we know you'll have plenty to say about uh, Raw and SmackDown this week, but let's start with something cool that happened on on SmackDown, mm. um, which is though I hate that that they give away practically every Royal Rumble entrant. I was excited. I do think I do think the Mickey James 
uh, appearing as Impact Women's Champion or Knockout Champion. I do think that's pretty cool. Okay. Like it's should- very un WWE. Yeah, I agree with you. It is very cool, and I was shocked that they even announced her as an Impact um, competitor. I just wish that they didn't announce it. Like she just showed up, and it was like I oh, know Impact. I know it's- she should have been surprised. They they didn't announce everyone. There's more surprises, but they they also announced people who I would have held as a surprise. Uh, announced uh, both. I'm they announced sorry. both the Bellas. Can I interrupt? <laughs> Yeah, if you don't think Malachi Black is interesting, having Mickey James show up in the in the Royal Rumble as the Impact Champion and then getting thrown out in five minutes is maybe the least interesting thing on earth. Or winning, depending on how they want to go with it. Winning. Because it is still Mickey James. She's still a she's an impact champion, the impact knockouts champion right now, but she's also what seven time WWE women's champion. They, they, oh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this. Times. I'll tell you this. She did it seven times. I, I will bet you this right now. I guarantee she will not be thrown out in five minutes. Guarantee. I will she's got to go to the final four. She's you got could, to go you at could, least to the you, final four. Impact may be a very small promotion relative to WWE, but they're not, I don't think, going to do business and have their champion thrown out in five minutes. That 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 would be disrespect. That would be like starting a, a war with Impact for no reason. That, that'd be I, just like sending her a trash bag all over again. Yeah, that, that would be, they can't do that. She won't be Let's in Let's make a wager on this. Okay. What's the amount of time? I think that they 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 well, throw her out in a I think it doesn't have we don't have to put like a number on the amount of time, but I think she gets and one amazing spot and then gets thrown out. Not immediately, but like at some point. But not at the end. Here's the, here's well, okay, the you just changed time, everything. Right? No, he I did. Didn't he change. absolutely did. He he absolutely, he yes, you did. did. <laughs> you if you say if you say she'll have one amazing spot and then get eliminated at some point, that's everyone that's who doesn't win. <laughs> That's I think every she'll get competitor. Some time, but she's not going to be like Mage in the match. She's going to be in the match, kick punch. Well, that's punch, also punch, different from what you said because you said she's going to get thrown out in five seconds. And here's the problem. I, with I said minutes. Maybe I said Go seconds. Ahead. I don't know. You did. I think you did say minutes. <laughs> anyway, look. Um, I I think that with the with the uh, women's Royal Rumble, I'm excited to see all these people return. But now they're into they're in a place where they don't have enough. They don't have 30 women on the roster except for if they included a bunch of NXT people. And so these returns are now going to happen every year. They might as well just say, once a year, we're going to get all these returns. <laughs> I mean, have, they're going to... The Bellas, until they all retire, like all like the legend divas or women's wrestlers are going to be wrestling in the Royal Rumble. They did last year and the year before and the year every, before that. It, the, the Bellas, Kelly Kelly, and Lita... And, I'm, and and probably a couple more. Beth Phoenix, her her situation is different this Beth year. Phoenix and Marisa are in guys, the, it means nothing unless one of them wins. If Lita wins the Royal Rumble this year, or Nikki Bella wins the Royal Rumble, cool. I love that. It makes a difference. If you're just throwing them in just to go, hey, it's there. It's just gonna, this is going to happen every year. And it's been uh, well, here's my rebuttal to that. That's a good though. point. Here's my rebuttal to that. Right, because you know MVP showed up in a Royal Rumble, didn't win. And now he's around in a completely different role that's made. So I mean, if if they pique enough interest for fans to go, what's next? But that's but it that's to, that, yes, agreed. But to, but that proves that almost proves Dip's point because that was not a situation where MVP was coming back every year. That was we hadn't seen him in a decade, and he showed up, and then they were like, "Oh, we need to keep you." But to Dip's point, if you bring the same group back every year, a the pop is diminished each year. 
Yeah. And you and you know that when those people appear, they can't win. They're just filler. I do agree that it would be for you would forever change the way people feel about these returns. If one year you let one of the people win, it, you'd go, oh, my God, you got to watch because something crazy might happen. Now, did you uh, what the other in, most interesting news that w- would take up? Uh, I, I was excited to talk about here is that the rumors that there's supposedly a forbidden door being opened for the men's Royal rumble. It makes sense. And what is that? And what is, and, and so is everyone assuming that's AEW? I think people are assuming it's AEW because that's AEW's lingo, right? The forbidden door is, is jargon that they introduce to the wrestling world. So once you say forbidden door, it's like, <laughs> you can't say forbidden door without talking about AEW. It's something else. It's a portal. It it could be a passageway to the. When did they? What when did AEW use the term forbidden door? What were they referring to? They were referring to their partnership with Impact and other indies. They were referring to when Kenny Omega was hopping around collecting championships. Um, Got it. Okay. There might be an Impact forbidden door. There's not going to be AEW wrestlers showing up at the Royal Rumble. What are you talking about? I mean, Daniel Bryan's wife or Bryan Danielson's wife and his sister-in-law are there. So if anybody could, he could do it. Uh, the the, nope. the rumors that were the rumors that were out there that people were just like speculating on, which are mm. fun to talk about, were Daniel Bryan, yeah. uh, Chris Chris Jericho, get out of here, uh, Kenny Jer- Ome- Kenny Omega was out there. Stop. I don't see Kenny Omega this? doing this. Is it. nonsense. We're wasting time talking about this. It's never happening. Well, what? Why are you saying that? Because it's why never you- happening. Kenny Omega is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. What is this? Reddit page. It's not. I don't see Kenny Omega doing it. But the three people, three people who I realistically could see doing it from AEW specifically are Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, as Rosenberg mentioned, Chris Jericho, as Rosenberg mentioned, and the one guy who would seamlessly could seamlessly go from AEW to WWE because he has his same name and entrance music is CM Punk. Oh, this they have to change. Weird. They change nothing the- to present CM Punk. Now, Punk, he's Punk dogging them be... on TV every week. They're, he's not going to be at the Royal Rumble. But hold on, what do you remember? Do you? Rose, I mean, Ultimate Warrior and Vince McMahon had lawsuits against each oh. other. Mickey James was dogging WWE Stop. on every. Stop what, it. Yeah, but Dip, was Dip, but you realize, but Dip, you're you're making fun of marks on Reddit when really you're the one being the world's biggest mark for thinking this is so impossible that no deal could ever get done. These are two sides. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, Hitler and Roosevelt sitting down. I mean, what what are you talking about? There's no world in which, in which, in which Daniel Bryan could have signed. Let me tell you something. Daniel Bryan could have gotten AEW to sign anything he wanted, anything. He could have said, I want to go into Royal Rumbles when I feel like it. There's nothing you can do about it. And AEW go, no problem, Mr. Bryan, we'll sign whatever you want. There, he could have gotten anything he wanted. So why is it impossible if he said, I want to be one person who can actively show up in the other company? It's Do I think it's likely? No. no. But I think you saying it's impossible. Impossible. Is, I'm saying impossible. It's, it's insane. Insane. If, Come on. If there's money to be made, they will. If there's money to be made, they will do it. They be in what, WWE what and whoever else wants to sit down and get WWE money. This is a wrestling business. This is this this is this is money they talk and this is cash talk right now. D- WWE, you guys, WWE is not trying to help AEW ratings by having the three biggest stars at the company be in the Royal Rumble. Well, we no, no, what we didn't say all three. Are you yeah. about? We're saying one. <laughs> We're speculating. No, of course they're not yeah. going to have an AEW segment of the Royal there Rumble. There will be an invasion. There's no but, invasion. But Chris Jericho, yet. but Chris Jericho, who will eventually be in the WWE Hall of Fame who appeared on Stone Cold's podcast while promoting the emergence of AEW. AEW. It's that insane? 
that he could, the guy who's already been on the WWE network talking about AEW could not ever show up in a Royal Rumble? What's wrong with you? You're not wrong with me. I'm right. I'm right. right. I forgot about I'm that. I'm not backing down on this. This is absurd behavior. It's absurd. So they promoted, they promoted Chris Jericho. They promoted it on WWE TV. We have Chris Jericho on our show on the network. That happened about that. already. We're never going to see flabby Chris Jericho run down that aisle. Well, no, that, he, he would have to be in shape. Rumble. We would have to see in shape Chris Jericho. We'll, we'll show you exactly how how much more seriously he takes WWE. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. Now, here here's the one thing I think people are missing, though, SUG, and I don't know if other people suggested this, but when I heard Forbidden Door, I thought Hulkamania. No. What? No. That's, that's Forbidden Door. These days, that's a waste of he's a spot. Not well, that's a waste right of now. A spot. he's like in like something's gone on with him. He got another surgery, or he's well, not. First of all, don't don't associate Hulk Hogan having surgery and not being well. I mean, he I'm just surgery. saying, I don't think he's moving around that great right now, or something. Okay, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what the forbidden door could be. Well, and I these mean, it, talking it about could impact, be more impact people. Not not necessarily though. No. It could be it could be um, Ring of Honor wrestlers. It could be that's not forbidden door. Anybody. Okay, I, let me just say if you and guys yes, are that's, right, that's your point though. That's that's, that's my exactly point. What I was saying AEW if forbidden door is AEW. But I'm not even saying that because of the lingo part. I'm saying it because Impact, Ring of Honor, New, New Japan. Japan, none of that stuff is actually something that I go ooh. I thought it was neat. Oh, that's nice, Mickey James. That's really neat. But the forbidden quote forbidden door would be their the the people who are now perceived as their direct competition. Yeah, but that with would all be the, something. With all due respect to my friend, my wrestling friends here. Okay, <laughs> the, the okay the big surprise <laughs> or something, whatever they're going to do at the Rumble this year is going to be like Gable Stevenson is going to be in the Rumble. Okay, he's already These are he's already drafted to Raw. He's he's already on Raw. They already they already shot the shot with that one. Already, he's he's a raw he's a member of the raw roster. He was. I mean, he may be in match. it. He may be in it, but he was going to be, be in it. it. That's going to be like the, well, he, the surprise. That wouldn't be for, that wouldn't be forbidden door. And they have there's going to be multiple. Surprises. I'm not saying it's going to be the forbidden door. I'm saying that's going to be like you know what's supposed to excite the crowd this year at the Rumble. Well, that's the, and that's the other thing too. Why why I think it would be Jericho Punk or um, Daniel Bryan, oh. if anybody from AEW, because who else do they bring in? That they don't have to reintroduce to the crowd, or that they don't have to explain, like it's, this is who this person is. Guys, you, we're, you, you know how big you're thinking right now. You're giving them credit that they're going to pull something like this off. Your big reveal in the Rumble is going to be Veer. Okay, you're going to get Veer. Finally. You're going to be one of them. What about Shanky? One of them. What about Shanky? Well, Veer. That they've clearly moved on from Shanky, and now Veer is the guy. Okay. Okay. So stop saying Kenny Omega is going to be in the. Royal it's not going to be one you're surprise though. You're nuts. If, if no, Kenny Omega is not going to be in the Rumble. Well, how about will, this? I'm, I'll take a month off from the podcast. I will eat that, my words and I will go into hiding. No, you, by the way, you need, you need better than that. If Kenny Omega appears in the Royal Rumble, you leave the podcast forever. That's it. That's it. I'm starting my own <laughs> podcast called The Great God Show with Brian Dipperstein. <laughs> well, if you announce what you're, what you're already doing, that you've already taken the sting out of it. You know, the whole point of a loser leaves town match is it's over. You're gone. You're dead. You don't get to if, set up a new promotion. If Omega shows up, you are gone from everyone's life forever. No, that's, I'm taking Stack Guy Greg with me, and he, he and I are going to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a threat, then. So you, so you want to be rewarded if you? I want to be this, um, <laughs> Let's go. Let's do the Great Guys podcast. The Great Guy podcast. It would be a great podcast. 
Yeah. Anyways, so, all right, Dip has ruined any fun that we can have. No one's allowed to speculate on a dream scenario. Let's just talk about Dewdrop versus <laughs> Becky Lynch. That's all there is. Great. Let's talk about yeah. it. Let's Thank talk about that. We, yeah, that's it. Nikki Ash is turning on Rhea Ripley. Oh, that, which I'm into, though. Super villain, super villain Nikki Ash, I'm here for. This, this I feel like I wrote oig- that promo. This we was wrote the, that promo, P. It was the Oiga Volt moment of the year. This 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 segment. Oiga Volt. Oh, I loved it. Somebody somebody was finally catching up on cheap heats from August. <laughs> well, what, what, did, what did she say that was like she was saying that she was better than Rhea Ripley or something? Yeah, she was better than her. Like, I carried you as a wrestler. And like, oh. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be tough. Finally, this is going to be tough. Up on episodes of the podcast. Think about the level of potential destruction that you do to Rhea Ripley. If she has to legitimately like get beaten down and look intimidated by angry Nikki Ash, they are not interested in Rhea Ripley at this company. That's my, no. I'm convinced it's, uh, they I, are, they have turned listen, the corner needs, on that. She one. needs layers. She can't just be what she's been because it's not interesting. Well, who's she supposed to do that? She's supposed to reach for Su- the uh, super villain. Nikki Ash. <laughs> oh, I give vault. What now, you know, it, that wasn't the worst women's division thing for me though this week. It, it, to me, it was the the level of predictability and and just lack of originality around the Alexa Bliss therapy thing. Oh, the therapy. I mean, she's also many, definitely showing up in the Rumble, right? Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yes, that, but like, I wish she had just. I wish we just pretended it never happened. She just came back as Little Miss Bliss. It's over. I don't know about that. I I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do this. How do they do anymore. that though? Just like a dream a dream sequence. So like, I I think you could nod to it in a funny way, you know, where someone's like, "What happened to you?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> like, I think there's a way you could sort of nod to it and just let her character change. I mean, we all lived through Mick Foley. Why does she have to have, we had to have her come back and has to snap out of it in therapy. Just good old suspension of disbelief. She did that for a while. Bray Wyatt is gone now. She could even allude to that. It seems like everything changed back in whatever month. All of a sudden, I didn't feel the same way. That's whatever. That's a good call. Ricochet coming back up out the swamp, right? Didn't she get dragged in the swamp and that's when everything changed? Yeah, she comes back. She takes a swim. But like, that ther- the the bad actor therapist that they bring in, like they did with Daniel Bryan and, and Kane, and it's just I've seen this so many times, I feel like. Yeah. Hold on. Dr. Shelby wasn't bad. He was better than this doctor. He was. Doctor Dr. Shelby okay. was better. Dr. Shelby was better than this doctor. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's uh that, that is a that's fair. Um and and then I've been so high on dewdrop. And then we heard, heard her talk, which she's not ready to do and seem intimidating. And because we decided to give her the Fakakta name, she has to turn it into a verb and say, you're going to get dew dropped. Repug. I mean, it was a matter of time, right? <laughs> I'm going right to refer there. to her as as dude rop. Why? Because she got the win, I, though, this week. Why? I, get the I don't want to think of dew drop. A drop, there's nothing less intimidating than a than a drop. It's like a droplet. But did you see how she dropped on on uh, Liv? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't impressed. That by was it. intimidating. No, you I thought like her. Eye? No, no, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't Yoko. I mean, I mean she's wasn't. big. She ain't that big. 
She's not Yoko big. She's not like, you know, I don't know. Just, uh, listen, I, it's too, it's just too much too soon. It was a nice thing that happened with her and Bianca. It clearly elevated her. I would love for her then to have come out and, 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 and battled with just live and they move live and do drop onto each other. Maybe I look, I like, but then we roll like right back into Bianca and, uh, and Becky like so easily. I don't know. We're all just okay. delaying to get there anyway. We know where it's going. We uh, we all know it's going back to Becky and Bianca. So we have to play this game. How long are we playing the game for? Just up until, until WrestleMania? April. <laughs> yeah, until April. Okay. I hope Dewdrop wins the Royal Rumble. That's my that's my hope and dream. Or at least yeah, she but loses final three. Match and then- she'll, she's definitely going to be final, f- final three. They're giving her a push, which she's deserved. She's awesome. But she's not ready she to be is. on the mic. Her, her promos are repugged. You think the she's promo, ready for the mic? Her, her promos I think she are, can talk. She cannot talk. I think she can. Did you see the promo this week? The reason the reason even Marie doesn't have a job anymore is because they realize that Dewdrop can talk and that they don't need a mouthpiece or any anybody hanging around her and doing the speaking for her. So she can speak. She can fight. I think you're leaving out some of the reasons even Marie is no longer there. But it's it's an interesting thought. I mean, it's part of the reason, I think. It's so crazy, by the way, in retrospect, that all those years later, Eva Marie came back and it and then it ended again before it started. Yeah. Like it's just so weird. I don't by the know. way, did you I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the CM Punk MJF part where they talked about WrestleMania. That was great. Although although I, I, I I'm sorry, I got a call. That's a forbidden punk. door. Open. Not really, though, because they do it all the time. But yeah, it's we, that's, it's, that's what, it's one of the things that's. I mean, I, I disagree with SGG who didn't like it. I like it. I, if you're going to do it, like it, it's great. No, I, didn't say I, like it. I, I was saying, well, you no, no, SG, SGG didn't. You didn't love that. You didn't love that they did it too much early on. You thought they should establish themselves on their own without regularly talking about. WWE. Oh, yeah. Well, now they can't not regularly talk about it. Whereas I'm I'm of the the school that if you're the new kid on the block if you you if you're Pepsi you call out Coke all day long until you until you're up there so I have no problem with it, but I will say CM Punk was his line of and you can main event night two of a four night buy one get one free. It was lame. Like I I, yeah. I it came out good. He spit the line in an effective way, but the actual words you're using. I got news for you. Two night WrestleManias. They're mage. And There's also, nothing bad about it. And also, Wrestle Kingdom's been two nights for forever. They just went to three yeah, nights. Right. So, I mean. Right. The beloved, treasured wrestling fans' favorite Wrestle Kingdom's been two nights. And WrestleMania, you wish it was two nights when you were there because you were stuck dealing with these seven-hour nights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, but I did enjoy their back and forth on that. And I did love MJF threatening it's so great for him to threaten to go to WWE. It's such an awesome heelish thing to do. It's almost guaranteeing, though, that he'll never go. Because. Why? Because it's just too obvious. He went after talking about going. Oh, I mean, it's wrestling and what preposterous thing could happen. I don't know. I don't see him in the WWE, dude. Why not? That's his ultimate goal. You have to believe it's his ultimate goal. I can't picture it. I can't picture it. What what can't you at this point? I just can't picture someone that enjoys having that much freedom to say what he wants. Um, in the ring, I can see him going. He's also, I guess, not that big. But um, I, I just, I just don't see him succeeding in WWE, being able to, you know, having to 
have, ever, you know, unless WWE goes back to the Attitude Era, I don't see MJF, who's totally controversial on the mic and is able to say and do pretty much whatever he wants and deliver it perfectly and this and that, like having to go three weeks ago. You, you know, know what your uh, problem, though, is, Dip? Is that you're thinking of all these guys in AEW as as artists and not as much as businessmen. You know what I mean? Because if WWE gives them the right bag, you're living in Canada with that, and is able MJF to is able to push man. him. You're a wrestler. No, but no, well, no, no. 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 SGG is right here. You're wrong. He SGG is precisely right. If the bag's big, you think MJF's gonna go? I need but my I artistic be able to freedom. Say, no, of course I don't think that. Of course I don't. Think well, that's that. it. But that's why you could picture him there because if they believe that he moves merch and and eyeballs, and if they be can there. send him out on the Tonight Show and have him walk some red carpets and do these things that as big as AW gets, I don't see him doing any of that over there. God, he's out. You guys, you guys have out. now turned into the fantasizers. I'm 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 living in a practical sense. You guys are fantasizing no, about no. the storm this week. No, what's more practical than me saying that? If the bag is big enough, he'll go where he can make enough money to support his family and set himself up for life versus he just wants the artistic freedom that he gets at AEW. They'll never give him that. Like, yeah, it's a job. We don't know how much freedom he actually has there either. I don't see it ever happening, but look, I am. I, I Listen, I, the, what we're learning of the, about Dip this week is, is he's so deep in the kayfabe of AEW and WWE <laughs> that like, it's he, he, Dip, you're like me. In 1988, you're you're too young to know about this time, when in school, kids would talk about what if Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair had a match, and mm. other kids would go, it could never happen. It could ne- There's too much money involved. It could never happen. It's impossible. And I believe that. I believe that it was from a business sense impossible that Ric Flair time. and Hulk Hogan could ever end up in the same place. And right. yet you here you are in 2022 fully believe AEW is not going anywhere. This we haven't even gotten to the first <laughs> right. era of when AEW talent starts to hate on AEW and wants to leave. Like they're a business. They're a huge Which is business. Coming. It's coming. It happens to everyone. It There's going to be a, it's going it, it, to by the way it happened. Yeah. Big Swole is already yeah. the first one. Whether however you feel about what she said, she believes that she was wronged. She's just the first one. Brian Cage is next. <laughs> for sure because where has he been he's going to be the next one to go and and open his mouth and it's going to happen like you said it happens to everybody it's not even anything to take personal look guys i I don't know i'm tired (laughs) no 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 you're listen you're you're just you're just telling your truth we're all just telling our truth here guys um look we should talk about what are we telling our truth we we love our truth we should I, i was thinking the other day about our conversation about our truth becoming champion again how major it would be i love our truth getting a quick title reign be so did, cool. Did, you, I think you posted that tweet in um in the group chat or somebody posted it where they were like, our truth should just show up on Impact and be like, oh, this ain't WWE? My bad, y'all. I think that would be very, very funny. Very funny. By the way, does Dana Brooke still have the 24-7 championship? Yes, yeah. she does. She does. Don't I don't know if I love the this this angle for the 24-7 championship. Uh, yeah, right? it disappeared off my radar. Didn't it? Like that title without it returning to our truth it it really it, you talk about a man making the title the 24/7 championship there's only two p- times it's ever meant anything every time our truth has it and when i had it yeah and we we could argue that it meant the most when you had it um what did you guys think of uh 
Um, I, I wanted to get to the Brock Ham- the Brock Heyman uh, Roman of it all. But before that, uh, what did you think about Omos? And uh, I, I, I guess I just hadn't fully registered to me that they just completely moved on from AJ and Omos. It's just that's not happening. Let's just let everyone have matches now. And AJ's having feuds on um, NXT. NXT. Omos is beating up Jobert's. Um, they, here's my prediction. They don't know what the hell they're doing with Omos. They have no plans. That's my I can. That's what I see from from what I'm. That's what I gather from what I'm seeing is they don't have any plan for him. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that they have no plan. I think they're doing like an old school build with him beating up Joe Bears and then eventually going to be handicap matches. And it's going to make him look more and more dominant Ugh. versus the other two options, which is have him in a feud where he's going to get exposed, possibly overshadowed and exposed, <laughs> yep. which is why they move on so quickly from AJ Styles or have him sit home. At least he's on TV. I know. I, I'm, I love the guy to death. I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah, confirmed. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in Dallas. And speaking of great guys, in your outside the ring news, SGG, you forgot to to uh, give us the Tom Phillips news. Oh, I did. Tom Phillips, the voice of Impact, uh, as announced. I think it was announced by Impact. Um, he's not going to refer to as Tom Phillips. Uh, I think it's Tom Hannafin. Yeah, it's his real name. Yep. Yep. So he's going by his real name for Impact, and he's going to be their lead announcer, if, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> big, big get for Impact. Immediate credibility boost for that show, in my opinion. If you're if you're now flipping around and you flip by Impact somehow, and you hear Tom Hannafin as lead by play by play, that show just got more credible. Agreed. Yeah, because like we said when he was with WWE, just something about his voice that gives it like that real sport. I miss him. Broadcasting feel. I miss him. You know what combo they really didn't do enough of, and. Uh, just Corey plain, and Tom. Yep. Just plain old Tom, your baby face straight announcer, and healing off Corey Graves together. They didn't just take the advantage two of, of that at all. That, 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 that would have been mage. They could have been Gorilla and Bobby. They could have been just like, and if you'd allowed Tom to be a little bit more, you know, let, let his personality come out more baby face that he is, um, because he is a real life baby face, and Graves is in some ways a real life heel. At least he likes to play one all the time. It, it really could have been. That really could have been something. But congratulations to Tom. He's a great guy, and uh, I'm really happy for him. So Brock Lesnar is apparently a full-time wrestler. He's appearing right and left. He actually can talk. He, he like It's 2022, okay? Here's an update, guys. The year is 2022, and, the most, and, and one of the most entertaining in-ring verbal sparring sessions you're going to get is between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Both Unbelievable. Impossible. I don't know who I would have thought was less likely to be great on the mic one day, Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar. And I do think Lashley is ahead of Lesnar, but they're both good. Like, it's so funny that they have MVP and Heyman there. And and so far... Neither one of them spoke, really. Neither neither's needed. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you you think that in that promo that Bobby Lashley got the best of Brock Lesnar? No, not deep. Okay. I don't think he got the best of him in terms of like best insults or anything like that. But I just think he's a more confident. Yeah, I think I think Bobby just his swag is a little better. Can we get a um? Since they are talking so much, though, I would love a face to face. You know, Brock's going to need a, a night off TV. I'm sure some point soon here. 
Uh, I would love to see them uh, do a, like a seg. You want to come up with a wacky, silly segment? I would love a debate segment between MVP and Brock, uh, MVP and Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman. <laughs> and leave and leave the big guys away. Let them have a week because you don't need them every week. But I would love for them to have a week where they get to go with each other. I agree. That would be a really fun segment. Yeah. Who should I? Right, who should I tell? Should it's I tell someone? Be great TV. I'm going to tell MVP this. A debate. Debate. Like, they, they don't need them. The, the match is already sold. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, it sells itself. So the more entertaining things they can do while keeping those guys away from each other, the better. Yeah, I, I, that's a, it's a good point. Um, and now Roman, they get away from Roman and, and Brock. Uh, and in some ways, I feel they dodged a bullet in that they get to extend that still. Yeah. I do think there's a little victory there that we still we didn't get the Roman Brock match, the real one. No. Um, but Seth Rollins, to me, guys, the, the Seth thing feels so out of nowhere. I Yeah. Yeah. Because even when Seth was on SmackDown, he was gunning for Roman for a long time. So I, I think Adam Pierce didn't do enough. And maybe they'll do it Friday, but they didn't do enough to say that, like, you, you guys had unfinished business and he was drafted. And you did smash everybody on this roster. So they got Brock and I negotiated for Seth to come over here to challenge you. Some, something to like put a bow on it and tie it up. Um, but just to go back to Roman and Brock for a second, I did like how they, in one segment, when it was all but you know resolved that Heyman was with Brock and Heyman chose his side, they put him right back in the middle. And again, you don't know where he is because Brock got a little a little spicy with Heyman and Roman defended him. Yeah, where 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 do you think that is? What do you think the purpose of that is? It certainly felt like the tease there is that you've been right the whole time and he's not leaving Roman. That's what I think. Yeah, but now now I don't know though. Now I don't know because now they're separated. Yeah. And he's like he came out with Brock on oh, Monday. Oh. They were very oh, well, so then it's so then it's just to plant the seed for when they down the line have the big one on one match for Paul to go back to Roman. Correct. Yeah. That's but, that's but again, this it's is a like, master plan with the bloodline. It's a master okay. plan. I'm saying isn't Paul plan. isn't Paul very tough to swallow though when he does the little like no my 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 tribal chief my tribal I, I don't chief like, I don't like that I love you I don't like the I love you it's bizarre. It's it's a little it's a little weird. He loves them. He loves them. He doesn't. Not in love, love but they. No, and, he goes, I I, and I and I love you, my tribal chief. When no one, blah blah blah. I lo- it's it's. I don't like that. I think. Um, I wish you wouldn't think, say that. I think we're feeling. I think we're feeling a little bit of. Uh, I think we're feeling a little bit of like weak Jewish guy anti-Semitic trope. I think that's what we're feeling. We're feeling like, does he have to be like so pathetic? I I think that's I think that's how it feels. You're like, can you at least be like a little bit of a man? Like, it's already hard. Like, listen, Paul is the only person who talks about being Jewish really in pro wrestling, except MJF. And the only word that are used to describe them both is spineless. So I think there are moments when, yeah. And by the way, and by the way, can I tell you that's not working for me at all? This has to be said. Shivani commenting negatively about MJF always annoys me 
it sounds so fake and stupid. Oh, you're such a spineless piece of shit. Like he's <laughs> like, so, it's like, dude, just can you, there should be, he, sh, it's 2022, man. It's 2022. You can be a little like bemused, befuddled. How could anyone be so delusional? How could anyone be like this? But the way he's like, yeah, I can't stand him. He's so spineless, the coward. It's like, it sounds it, contrived. It, it, it sounds like all due respect. God, well, God, I hope he's doing well. But he reminds me of like a bad Mongo on commentary moment. You know, it's like, it's just not good. Mm, it's yeah. like, sit back and let, MJF, MJF, dude. And someone get Shivani a, a, a full suit, for God's sake, man. <laughs> and the tailor. Just, What's with the, with, yeah. with the tailor? Yeah, the, the, it's, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's so easy. I mean, this is, this is the one thing. This is the one thing that has plagued AEW as a company since the, since what's his face? Who, who's the, who's the guy who does interviews? Uh, Marvez. Marvez. Yes. Since Alex Marvez's shirt didn't fit on the first pay-per-view. Do you remember that? We're sitting in Dipper Log, <laughs> Dipper Land Towers, and we're watching, and I'm out of wrestling at the time. I don't think I think I, I think it's in between jobs. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is the guy they have. Yeah. Marvez's we shirt the, uh, was in the reclining seats. <laughs> oh yeah. His <laughs> shirts were a disaster. Ever since then, there's been issues with with uh, people getting outfits. But I'll tell you what. They're always I was watching in wrestling. It's a it's a storied tradition. I know. Dip, do you want to do you want to do um, a, a ranking uh, best dressed segment, or what about worst dressed? This is more fun. <laughs> what are you talking about? So much more to choose from. Worst dressed. Let's do a worst dressed in history next week. Worst I'll say dressed this, though, in wrestling history. Wow. Who's who's moving? Who's moving off the worst dressed list is Dawkins. Just just tightening up those shorts made it made a huge difference. Shout out to Bianca Belair for getting I, that gear together because listen, the oh, yeah. super baggy sh- the super baggy yeah, shorts yeah, yeah. That's big. was atrocious. Bro. Even just just pulling them shorts together, gathering that a little bit makes make the world a difference. Bro, have you seen what Byron Saxton's been wearing lately? What you, uh, okay. Lately, within like the last five years. Yes. You, you, by the way, where is you, he getting these shirts? If you understood, like a candy the, rapper. <laughs> if you understood the conversations that happened with Byron backstage, it he is, it's, He's it's a actually, great guy. It's one of my favorite things about WWE is like people bust Byron's balls, but like he participates in it in this aw shucks ish way where he <laughs> never gets angry. He never gets angry. He he he. But he argues, but he will argue tooth and nail the most ridiculous things about his clothes. I mean, I went up to him the other day and I said it, at day one, I said, Byron, and it was a full room of people, right? Every, oh, and, I, and, I go, oh and I, so I basically say it to everyone, I'm going up to people. I'm going, guys, can we say something here? Byron, <laughs> Byron suit's not bad today. And, and, and everyone's like, we agree. Graves <laughs> is like, I said the exact same thing. The suit is not Iris bad today. It's not bad today. Yes. And I said, I said, I said, I said, but your, your tie is repulsive. What were you thinking? <laughs> and, 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 and he's just such a great sport, but he, he refuses. He cannot just do like, I'm just going to go to the store and get a nice hundred dollar white shirt. Never. He will never do it. He is going to wherever you get these bizarre, the material. Why on TV does the material pop off the camera looking insane like that? <laughs> Dude, you're telling me. I mean, I'm like, I wear monochrome suits. This guy's outfits are, you know, 
I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't I, know. I, I almost respect. I almost respect that he's not throwing away his money on like he's he's gonna buy the cheap suits. Oh, yeah. He's gonna wear them until he can't wear them anymore. That is correct. Until they probably literally fall off much, of him. Yeah, and pocket as but much. But by the way, I don't think he's repeating outfits though. Do you? I don't have not not often. Yet. No, he 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 switches ties and shirt combinations a lot. But here's and the that's thing about the problem Byron. though. That's the problem when it gets. I know it's too like much. That. It's too much. But but here's the thing about Byron. He's literally working hard to look bad because Byron's a naturally handsome man. Very he's good a man. He's a handsome man with an incredible physique. Byron, you know, Byron is jacked. He's in the gym constantly. <laughs> he's he's really a phenomenal looking individual. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, I, I don't want him. anyone. Yeah, you know what it's like. You understand. Shout out to Byron. He's a <laughs> great guy. I think Byron, I've said this before on the podcast, I'll say it again. Underrated. Underrated, sort of the goofy, fun, old school baby faceness of Byron, I think is underrated. I, I enjoy him. Yeah. I really do. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hey guys, should we can we do a little bit of um mail? Oh wait. I didn't hear that. mail. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do some mail. Okay. Uh Akash writes us. Diversity and representation. Would love an would love an explanation as to why these issues are so important to you guys and most other people, as it's something I've just never understood and actually strongly disagree on. Peter said something to the effect of people want to see themselves on TV. Why is that? Why can't we just enjoy the show for what it is rather than looking for ourselves? I'm Indian. The only Indian wrestlers I remember my lifetime are Kali, Jinder, Veer, Shanky, and the Bollywood Boys. At no point did I want to see any of them be pushed because they happen to look like me. I was never into Kali as I thought of him as Big Show with Jace-esque. Jinder's title run was cool as he was doing good work in the second WWE run, but I never cared about him in his first run. The Bollywood Boys gimmick is borderline offensive, so I never cared about them. Veer and Shanky are super new, but I still don't have any more desire to see them succeed than any other new wrestlers. This type of thing happens in other forms of entertainment as well. Not sure if you guys remember this, but five, ten years ago, the TV show Quantico was the first show to have an Indian as the lead. My parents, and I'm sure most Indians, talked about how they had to make sure to watch just because it had an Indian as the lead. I look at this type of behavior as its own form of racism. You're choosing to support something purely because of the race of the people involved. Hopefully this doesn't come off the wrong way. I've talked to many people about this before, and nobody has given a good explanation as to why it's a good thing to support people of your own race above all others rather than just treating them 
uh, treating everyone equally. Stay mage, Akash. I got to tell you, I, I feel like that's almost, um, it's almost so nuanced and serious a subject. I, I don't know that we should answer. <laughs> Akash, uh, I mean, Akash just has some soul searching and researching to do, I guess. Because like you said, we don't have, we don't have the two hours or whatever to get in depth to all the different branches of the points that he made. Um, but the way he's been going about his life seems to work for him. He seems like a great guy. I'm not going to tell him how to live I mean, his life. And I, I don't think, and I don't think it's inherently fair to say that he's wrong. I think he's entitled to see it that way for himself and say, right. I don't get any more joy out of seeing, you know, uh, someone who's like me um, succeed in a field. Now, but I, I also just, don't think that his personal and like his personal feelings on that don't negate what you said, which is how he tried to present it, that like people want to see themselves because he's like, I'm people and I don't want to see myself. So I mean, right, right, right. And I, I think that's fair to be true for you. I do. The only thing I'll point out that's important here is that I can't talk about the rest of the world, but. America specifically with regard to black representation is a separate conversation because of the integral relationship of black people and America. So it's 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 almost it's almost like last week we talked about a whole separate conversation. Well, representation and then of 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 diverse people of diverse backgrounds, boom, that's one thing, right? And then there's black people in America where they were the where black people were literally dragged to this country and became the reason the country was formed and then were given no rights and no ability to see people of like them be successful ever. That relationship like years ago. Right. And even then it's still a slow grow, as we've seen. Yeah. So you kinda I would just say, I think you absolutely have the right to see it your way totally. Um you know, like, listen, there are certain things where I identify with black people wanting black representation in terms of Jewish things. And then there are other ways in which I just don't relate because the relationship is inherently different. You know, like black people, for example, have a tendency to want to, to often defend black people being attacked in the media because of a deep history of that happening. Right. Right. Unfairly. I, Un, often unfairly and then so as a result sometimes white people are like why are you defending this black person he seems like a terrible guy and people are like well they kind of just can't help it always because they're so used to seeing black people just torn down in the in the media as a jew i don't relate to that right like if there's a jewish bad guy i don't have a tendency to be like oh hold on now let me tell you i'll just be like fuck him he's he's terrible but <laughs> right. i do relate to the idea of representation like when i hear about when Josh Rosen was the quarterback at uh, UCLA and then went to the NFL, I was very excited about the prospect of a quarterback named Josh Rosen. Turns out he sucked. It was a very sad story. But <laughs> I did understand in that regard. So I think every person and every member of every group is allowed to see it differently. But Akash, you seem like a great guy, and we wish you the best. And the only thing I'll add to that, too, is that, you know, seeing yourself on TV and then seeing yourself presented respectfully is two different things. So I think that's important to, and I think that will resonate with everybody. It's not just having, you know, a Jewish character or a black character or an Indian character, but having them presented respectfully in, in what you're into, enjoying and that form of entertainment, I think is, goes a long way. Uh, Josnell writes us, 
male. Guys love the pod, longtime listener. I got to go to the heat and greet in Vegas for SummerSlam, and it was mage. Oh, yeah. Got, I got to meet some great guys. Bummed he didn't get to see Dip since he caught COVID, but we'll meet down the road. Real quick, I know you guys are going to get to Royal Rumble, Rumble predictions, but I'll throw this at you. I predict Cena gets in the Rumble. Go see the interview he did on the Ellen show, and he says he's not done with WWE, not by a long shot. Kind of coincidence um, this close uh, to the Rumble. Second, I'd like to hear this from you guys. What are your favorite Rumble surprise entries? Mine or Cena at MSG in 08 after the injury and Edge 2020 coming off the nine-year absence. Love to hear your takes. Take, take care, guys, and stay mage. Uh, I'll say this. A lot of people mention that Cena um, MSG thing. I, I think I it's the most overrated return of all time. You think so? Yeah, I was there. I, it, I wasn't surprised. I don't think it was overrated. I think you I think you're underselling how surprised you were because remember Cena was supposed to be out way longer than that. This is in the height of the we've seen enough era where nobody wants to see him and they were booing him everywhere. This was and then he pops up gets this massive pop before people realize that they're supposed to be booing him and then they boo him after he gets to the ring. So, I think he I think that that was just as a moment it, it was a moment because it should have never been that if you look at I, I was, you know, too, I was too deep in the I'm sick of John Cena moment to appreciate it. So when you heard his music, you were like the one person who uh in Madison Square Garden. Well, I don't uh, I, first of all, I always loved his song. So I would never go uh to hearing the beginning of his song. It's the best to me, it's the best song in the one of the best songs in the biz. So no, I would pop for that, but then I'm watching him wrestle and I'm like at the time, I'm like, all right, I'm good. So well, I, the, pop, I, the pop is what we're evaluating, though. That first initial when his music hit, people went crazy. I don't know. It's a lot. That, but I hate MSG rumbles. I hate the small ramp. I just like <laughs> I, I, there's a lot working against me there. I thought edges was mage. Yeah. So one that I love to answer the question that doesn't get talked about. And I think this might be one of the first surprise entrants in the rumble. Mm. But remember when Mr. Perfect came back? as Mr. Perfect. And I think mm -hmm. he went to like the final four and I was like, Hey, Mr. Perfect might actually win the rumble. Yes. I think it was Oh three a title shot. Yeah. I think it was Oh three too. And th that to dips point, you thought he was going to win. Yeah. I thought he was going to win, but although we did think Nikki was going to win two years ago. Yeah. She was the last, it was her and Oscar, right? Were they the last, she was two? second to last. The best, the most surprising, coolest rumble moment is uh is Axe and Smash one and two eighty nine? <laughs> <laughs> that was not surprise entrance, but Mage nonetheless. Um, you didn't know. I, it, it's, it's too bad we won't be surprised by Johnny Knoxville because who's not excited about that? Am I right? Ugh, I can't believe he's actually in it. M m m m m m m male ran into Knoxville last night. You did? Yeah, I didn't say hi or anything, but he, we were at the same restaurant. How do you not say hi to him? How do you not ask about wrestling? He was with. <laughs> a girl and just didn't seem appropriate to approach you, you, Knoxville in the current situation. <laughs> what he was, I was like, Hey, uh, I, I was with uh, a friend of the show, um, star of stage and screen, Skylar Aston. Oh, sure. Oh. He's like, look, uh, there's Johnny Knoxville. I'm like, Oh, should we ask him, you know, say best, best of luck in the rumble. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, over the time I looked at him and I said, nah, <laughs> didn't feel like didn't feel like the right moment. <laughs> didn't feel like the right moment. Oh, you bay. All right, booking the damn territory. Trevor says much like Brett and Owen Hart, Brock Lesnar 
Kurt Angle, and our current monarch, Xavier Woods. You guys have taken it to another level since becoming King of the Ringer. I'm here to toss some Rumble to Mania storylines your way. What if Brock and Heyman cost Roman the Universal title at the Rumble? Brock retains, and Big E, Mr. Langston himself, wins the Rumble. Brock is a free agent, so he can move the WWE title over to SmackDown. Rollins is elevated, calling himself the only man who has pinned both Brock and Reigns for heavyweight titles multiple times. He can even call himself the new Mr. WrestleMania, which would be a good heel move. Then, when Big E goes over, he's elevated to another level. As for Lesnar Reigns, maybe Shelton and Cedric move over and align with Brock. I do. I would love. Yeah. That. I mean, this, yeah. I didn't think about it. I thought about that. This would make Shelton and Brock were a tag team. I didn't think about when she, when when the, when the when the hurt business attacked Lashley the other day, I just thought it was stupid. I didn't think, oh, could they tie Brock and Shelton together? That'd be Mage. That would be Mage. They're friends it, in real life. Yeah, correct. Thing, right? They're Minnesota guys. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, now we're having a conversation. What's this guy's yeah. name who wrote this email? Trevor. Trevor's a great guy. Um, and he says Shelton and Cedric they line up with Brock and take on the bloodline as a whole. It culminates with Reigns once again going over Brock. This would involve Dip's dreaded double turn for Reigns and Brock, but this allows Reigns to stand tall over Brock at Mania, something he's never done before. Thanks for the time. I'll hang up and listen. Trevor in Sacramento. Good stuff. Feels like he's he's done that yeah, 10 times. Was, you know, but look, no matter how you slice it, it's going to be Reigns versus Lesnar at Mania and Reigns is winning. <laughs> That's <laughs> good with me. That's what's going to happen. So however we get there is fun to talk about. But when we're sitting there in Dallas, having a great time, and we walk back to our cars, that's what's going to happen. So. Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. Um, Mail. Um, Peter, uh, the mighty EST, Greg and Dip caught the pot a little late this week. Just want to say you guys nailed the situation with Tony Khan perfectly. I hope he realizes he should take a step back and stay in the shadows a little more. I don't want to be a dick, but from the crazy eyes, the spaz promos and the social media missteps, he does more harm than good for his company right now. I keep thinking that one of the most important things AEW needs to do is keep looking as big time and professional as possible. They can't risk looking like a small time company. Part of that ties into the way Tony Khan appears publicly. Love the new, new, new era. Stay mage. Thanks, Freddie. Um, I, I appreciate that. I also want to comment that there's a Haku LJN um, that is in really good condition for $395 right now. And the bidding wow. is in seven hours. And while we're mentioning that, I should I should mention that I realized today that I have two. I have two of the shirt I'm wearing. And I'm willing to part with this one, which is in mint, mint condition. Look at that. Is, How it, is that one not framed? <laughs> I know it really is. It, you could argue this is sneaky one of the best shirts ever. It's a beautiful, Powers. stunning, gorgeous item. It's the Mega Powers Explode, April 2nd, 1989. It's Savage and Hogan in cartoon form. Um, <laughs> with the craziest explosion you've ever seen on a T-shirt behind them. Yeah, a gigantic explosion. And and when and when can you be fortunate enough to have a t-shirt with Hulk Hogan on one side and Donald Trump on the back? <laughs> <laughs> the back has the Trump Plaza 
logo. Yeah, that's huge too. That the lens, the, the real estate that he took up on the back of that shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have my logo on the back of the shirt. They had them on all on they had them on four and five. Had that on the back. Um all right, let's let's do one more uh mailbag or two. Spencer says mail. I'll be down in Dallas for mania and three major goals in my life are to meet SGG. Have the Forever 24-7 champ sign a 24-7 replica title and to meet Dip Flair. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Done, done, and done. We'll see you there. We're working on it right now. Uh, the CM Punk of it all. Mail. Joe says King of the Ringer, the C-H-E-S-T and the Notorious D-I-P. When The Rock came back in 2010, 2011, is when I put wrestling on for the first time in 10 plus years. But it was CM Punk who ended up re-sparking my love for the business. His return in August basically brought me to tears. It's still real to me, damn it. But anyone who thinks his run in AEW so far has been good is straight up delusional. My biggest takeaway, WWE tells stories so quickly and rarely does anything with a purpose. Meanwhile, AEW tells stories way too long and every little thing has a connection their smart mark audience is supposed to read about on Reddit to keep up. There's literally important promos on BTE, Dark, or Elevation uh, that the main TV audience will never see. This past week, Punk costing MJF the match by DQ and ruining his undefeated 22 was cool and something different. Finally, something may be going on. Dip voice. Punk versus Wardlow should have happened a month ago, but we're getting somewhere. Stay made, gentlemen. Side note, please keep the random combos, especially curb talk. Maybe even, th- maybe even throw in some Sopranos talk. And when they finally <laughs> land there, undisputed versus the elite and Cole versus Kenny will be mage. Greg needs to stop being a real life Twitter troll. Thank you, Joe. It's not going to be mage with Adam Cole looking like a high schooler. He he's always looked up. like a high schooler. Oh, so he, he at least looked like a college freshman in NXT. You're now, you, so you can't even sense yourself doubling and tripling down on this. You can't feel that you are getting deeper and deeper into an argument that like you, you still could be proven wrong on. You're just now going. Could be, so listen, I could be proven wrong, but the statement as of 1.59 PM Eastern time, January 12th, 2022, that Adam Cole is considerably less mage than he was in NXT is a factual statement. If the future proves that statement to be a lie, I'm okay with that. I don't speak for future Greg. I speak for Greg, the Greg of right now, and Adam Cole right now has been de-swagged and is considerably worse than he was in NXT with with less muscle to boot. He barely looks different, dude. He looks thin, but he's always looked weak to me. So I I, I hear you, but like for him to be your favorite, you loved him before. He's seven pounds thinner. I mean, he's always been relatively small. I would say Greg, 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 the fundamental issue with your argument is that WWE treated him like an NXT wrestler and was going to bring him up in a ridiculous way to the main roster. We have okay. no proof of that. That's speculation. It's speculation. You're right. I have no proof yeah. of it, but let's just say it's not. Speculation. A lot, there's a lot of history there, though. Okay. Adam Cole was mage in NXT. We all Absolutely. love Adam Cole. Absolutely. And I don't disagree that it's it's already been, they didn't bring him into AEW. They didn't, after the debut, they didn't make him in the main event every week and make him Kenny Omega level. Right. But and there will I'll come say this about his debut before. Hold on, hold on. 
Let me just say, there will come a day when you see Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole or Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan or put him like right in the title picture and Adam Cole will be mage. Also, if they officially, I, I think they're leading up to a Young Bucks and Kenny versus Kyle, Bobby and Adam Cole feud, which will culminate in a big pay-per-view match between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega for the title. Now we're having a conversation. So I understand your argument that he's been de-swagged ish, adjacent, whatever you want, but they are, in my opinion, leading up to something mage between him and Kenny Omega. When that day comes, you will get my truth of the day. <laughs> but today, and his debut too, his debut was dope. Yes. Even though they had Daniel Bryan debut right behind him, which I didn't love. Like, like you're supposed to let that breathe a little bit on Adam Cole. His debut was dope. His entrance music is mage. But between then and now, I feel like they could be doing a whole lot more with him. How about this from Sean Ross Sapp? Corey Graves has been cleared after seven years out of the ring. That is interesting. That's something. I will tell you right now, and I'll say it again. He had one of the. He put that in the mailbag? I don't know if I did. I get jumbled up there. He the had one greatest of the greatest working punches of all time. You, we one know, of the we know how you feel. Punches of all time. I would love to see another Rollins Corey Graves feud. I would love to see Corey Graves in the Royal Rumble. You want to? You want to surprise I, the people? Pop the people? Corey Graves in the Royal Rumble. I mean, it's possible. It's the, and they could take him off commentary so he could do a proper ent- entrance. That would be the, you, you know that they'll just have him Jerry Lawler into the ring. Right, and he'll stand up, and then he'll just step over and get knocked back out. That would not. I, 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 I don't know that he would accept that. No, I think he would he'd never say, do that. He would never. He'd say, he'd say I'd rather not. I'm not going to. But I would love him to see, have him throw some of those great working punches at somebody. We would love to see that. You know what else everyone loves to see? I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. New format for the Black Power Rankings, where instead of actual rankings with numbers, we're just each going to make a selection of black talent that we thought excelled in the last week. And I'm going to go first because I don't want anyone to take mine because it's too obvious. <laughs> but how do you not give it to the brand new first time ever TBS champion, Jade Cargill? I mean, yeah, she showed up, what, like a year ago on our on most of our radars, by the way, another talent uh, discovered by Mark Henry. Um, so many people, there's so many people in this business who have been in, in either put on encouraged by supported by mark henry he's he's such a incredible credit to the wrestling business um and that's for talent black and white by the way he's done this for so yeah. many people braun Strowman, i believe was one of his oh sure 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 uh, so many but jade i i i really think she's developing and getting better and better and better she it's it's happening quickly she is the number one talent that I believe on that roster that if Vince McMahon is aware and has seen her, has gone, God damn it, who is that? <laughs> you know, she is just, yep. she is just, you see her and go, she's got everything. There's definitely she's, something going on. 
There's something going on. So my choice for the Black Power Rankings is the new TBS champion, Jade Cargill. SGG? And P, I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna hold you. That was also my choice. <sighs> and like you smart. said before, I'm, smart. I'm a stubborn man. I'm not backing down because there really is no number two. Uh, right when they made the transition to Dynamite for, to TBS, they put the championship belt named after that network on Jade Cargill. I know some people thought this might have been reactionary to what happened with Tony Khan and Big Swole, but if you believe nah. that, I'm here to tell you that you're a fool. I am here to tell you that you are wrong, that this championship was hers to lose, and we don't have to think about the world in which she's not the TBS champion because she is. And there's nobody that can take that away from her, regardless of what else was going on in the wrestling world. That it, it, I understand, of course, again, why pe- Twitter would want to assume that. But, but it's wrong. <laughs> first of all, her, her, they've been pushing her for a very long time. And yeah. it, it, it's perfect because people knew she wasn't quite ready to be world champion. So this is perfect. This is a perfect way to elevate her. And a yep. perfect way to solidify the TBS championship because she's always gotten TV time. She's always been that person. And she I, looks there's no one, there's no one I'm more with or without the championship. And I'll tell you, there's no one, there's no one I'm more jealous of in the wrestling business than Smart Mark. That, <laughs> that should be my job. That should, that, that should be my job. I'm coming for you, Smart Mark. Watch your back. <laughs> Listen, she's my pick, man. I know she was yours, but. Hey, there's not there's no rule against a unanimous decision. So she's all right. Well, who do you have, Dip? Uh, I got to give it this week. I mean, I agree with all the Jade stuff, but I got to give it to Ricky Starks for that match at Battle of the Belts against Matt Seidel. Um, Had a little uh, quorum of marks over uh, to to watch it. And uh, I got to tell you, we were we were (laughs) we were very impressed with the work of uh, of Ricky Starks and Matt Seidel. But um, particularly, particularly Ricky Starks, who. I think is one of the great wrestlers of our time. I mean, wow. like in the last the last few months. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like Ricky Starks. I think he's got a huge future. I think he looks great. He's an excellent wrestler. He's smooth in the ring. Um, and I think uh, I would say maybe this match with Matt Seidel was his best so far. Um, and uh, I hope he's a future world champion. All right. I think he will be. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Rosenberg beats at Elite Edition of the Black Power Rank. Wow, it really was. Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. That is how you email us. You can follow us, of course, on the Instagrams, uh, Stack Guy Greg, Rosenberg Radio, The Dipperstein. I hope you enjoy some LaCroix this week, guys. Oh, absolutely. Perfectly chilled, Mm. of course. I found a plum, beach plum, it's called. What temp is it supposed to be? What's What's the perfectly chilled temp? Uh, get, I would say, maybe, you know, 37 degrees, 37 degrees. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I right, have delicious refill those dip. Of course. Always. You think I'm going to do it myself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. He is delicious. He is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Pause. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. 
Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.